Hello and welcome to Season 9, Episode 2 of the Annotate Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Hybrid Mink. In the room we have Dr. Kev. Good evening. Pizza. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> and Requiem. Hello. Did you forget who was on the podcast? No, I want to just, like tease you. Okay, it was for dramatic effect. Yes, very dramatic. Pause. Uh, hey, we have a new season to talk about. Um, but first, we got housekeeping with Dr. Kev. What's going on? Right on our website, which is uh, annotate.org or uh, medium.com forward slash annotate dash official for its full Sunday title. Um, there's actually quite a few things to talk about this time, and thankfully the majority of them were not written by me. So we've had other people contributing. Hooray! So we've got uh, another article about Radiant from our friend Dark Ether. Uh, this time it's about the Inquisition, which has got lots of information about the real-life Inquisition. He's gone on some kind of uh, Wikipedia deep dive about some very unsavoury people. So I've actually read this one, <laughs> and I thought this was quite interesting. So go check that one out. There's, Nobody uh, expects the Inquisition. Well, nah. um, the, the next thing is uh, by our, our very own uh, podcaster, Pizza, who has written about uh, transferring his 20-plus years' worth of Pokemon to the modern age. A quite and the quite sinister um, the prologue here, which suggests there might be <laughs> many, many more to come. Yeah, um, I'm still working on the next part, and it's taking a while. <laughs> why are you uh, doing why? this to yourself? Like, what? Why do you do this? Because re. Well, I want to. I just want to maintain my collection, man. I also want to make sure that all my Pokemon carts are clean before I end up selling them because. Apparently, they're actually very expensive in the used game market, which is a whole nother case of bananas. Mm. So, yeah, multiple reasons, but mostly I just want to maintain my collection. Fucking everything's expensive in the used game market these days. Yeah, mm. I blame COVID and um, speculators. Do you have that Pokemon box thing for GameCube? Uh, Pokemon box? It's like um, $2,000. No, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. That, that. that is ludicrously expensive now. I just want to know why. I don't know why. Moving your I think it's just, advanced guys to the systems. I think it's mostly just because it's a rare pr- uh, low print thing and people are crazy about like low print stuff. And the games <laughs> industry isn't very good at maintaining their old catalogs unless they can make a lot of money off of it. And yeah, that's why we've kind of been seeing a lot of glut a glut of remakes and like remasters of really old games recently. Like Atelier has been doing it. Final fantasy released like a pixel remaster of every single pix like pixelated final fantasy. And uh, the list goes on and on. Hmm. I saw a, uh, remember the, the yellow Pikachu N64. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. That is very expensive. Yeah, I saw how... one for, for $550 the other day. I yeah, was like, Holy that... shit. And even then, that's overpriced because I think I saw one of those for like two hundred in my, one of my local game, like used game stores. So yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no kidding. 
All right, Dr. Kim, okay. what else? Yep, so the um, next article is from a man of many names, Naruto Johnson, or DJ Nipa, or Redacted Redacted. It's uh, Dead Mount Death Play, the best anime of 2023 that no one talks about. Um, I guess it's, it probably isn't the best anime of 2023 oh. if nobody talks about it. But He's not wrong. It's really good, and it, and it, it? didn't get it, hardly any attention. If you need any proof yeah. not to watch it, Rec likes it. <laughs> yeah. do take that into account yeah, it's on my backlog to be watched at some point in the next decade or two um, so go check that out and then uh, Naruto Johnson also wrote uh, the Anate's top anime of 2023 which is what we talked about in the last podcast so um, if you don't want to listen to our wonderful velvety voices you could just go and read the article instead yeah I'm not on it just read it <laughs> yeah uh, and then I mean the you la- were invited sir I had plans <laughs> And then the last thing was a review that I wrote of um, Mari Okada's newest movie, Maboroshi, which is on Netflix, which is a film that I did not realise existed until Netflix just sort of randomly dropped out of nowhere like they tend to do. Oh, they're uh, Mappa joint, right? It's Mappa, yeah, so hopefully they huh. didn't horribly, horribly torture their animators making it. Oh, you know they, did. you know they did. I wonder why they didn't. Well, anime tends to not get marketed over here very well in the States very well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understand why you didn't see it until, like, now. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the first I knew of it was when ANN posted up a review, and I was like, oh, what's yeah. that? Yeah, that's how I kind of find new mangas or LNs to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a shame, because that's where I I used to get, like, those kinds of recommendations from, like, the manga subreddit on Reddit, and now it's just full of, like, these one-shot t- uh, pay, like one shot comics that are really low quality. Oh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. kind of a shame. Mm. I didn't even realize it was a movie. I I just saw. I yeah. thought it was a show that because they dropped on Netflix. And I was like, oh, hey, an anime I've never heard of. Mm. I mean, it's it's decent. It's very pretty. Um, but uh, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I much preferred her previous film, uh, Maquia, which was a, a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I watched it with my kids and my brother, and they all seem to like it more than me. I think so. Maybe it's just because I'm not a tortured teenager anymore. Yeah. Mario Kart seems to write seems to write about those a lot. I keep hearing Mario Kart. I'm sorry. You know it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Ch- he's challenging you to Mario Kart now. <laughs> Kick your ass, oh, dude. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. Which Mario Kart? Double Dash? Eight? Probably, probably eight. eight. Probably. Yeah. Mm, probably. All right. Like Double Dash. Bring the sparks. <laughs> and then last thing to mention is that I've been writing more regularly for uh, Anime News Network recently. I've oh. had a few, you know, a few reviews and things published for them. So uh, they, they they published my review of Ayakashi Triangle. So uh... <laughs> nice. Soon enough, you're going to get on the seasonal preview list. I, I, weekly reviews or whatnot. Well, I, I was on the seasonal preview list. <laughs> I I wrote. Um, uh. I wrote a few things, um, mainly about sequels that none of the other writers had seen the original series of. So ah. I, I wrote about Banish from the Heroes Party, uh, Tomozaki, The Dangers of My Heart, and Urusai Yatsura for the preview guide. Nice. Um, I also did reviews of Good Night World, which is a sort of random Netflix show, uh, The Vexations of a Shut-In Vampire Princess, which is on High Dive, and uh, the most recent season of Tokyo Revengers, which was on um, Disney Plus or Hulu that everyone forgot existed. Every, so. To be on, to be fair, almost everybody forgets about stuff that is on Disney Plus unless it's a summertime rendering. Yeah, 
And, and even then, not enough people have watched Summertime Rendering Requiem. <laughs> I, the I man who watches that, a billion shows. That's why I can't watch it. I don't have time to go back and rewatch other stuff as I have to forge for with, with the 30 isekais I'm watching this season. Just, oh, just God. Drop some of the garbage and watch something decent for once, man. Okay. I agree what, with anyway. Doc on this. Also, <laughs> I, I didn't have Disney Plus or Hulu recently, until just recently. I just got it back, so I hadn't been able to watch it. Eventually, mm. Disney will get out of the anime market and they'll sell everything to Crunchyroll, and then Crunchyroll will hopefully market it, and then people will see it. I don't know. I'd rather not give Crunchyroll more of a monopoly on this market, but mm. it's what it yeah. Is. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, that's all of the stuff that I've written for ANN. There is more stuff pending, which will be published at some point in the unspecified future, so keep an eye out for that. Cool. Brett? Mm. Alright, well, if you like reading, there you go. But we're going to talk to things, talk to you guys, and you can hear about our impressions of the new anime season. At this point, a lot of shows only have like two or three episodes, but we're mostly caught up on some stuff, and I think we're ready to level our opinions. But first, we have to talk about the most important show this season. Our sponsor! And, I'm kidding. We don't you know, have a sponsor. Our sponsor, MeUndies. <laughs> yes! I mean, I'm not wearing any, so it wouldn't count. But we have... We have, for the first time in four years, a new arc of One Piece. Now, I know none of you guys watch it. You can get your jokes about there being 10,000 episodes. You can talk about the, the rap song from Four Kids. I don't care. It's a new I, arc. I, uh... a new show. All right, you did it. That was the joke. No more. We had Wano. We were in the Japanese town forever. And now we're in the future world or future island, which is like it's hovering. So I don't know how you call it an island. But it's a future island, Egghead. Now, all the manga people already knew that this arc was great. I didn't know going in. They changed the art style. Uh, I guess that's what they're doing now. It's like, and I can understand why they're doing it, because there's a lot more CG this time around, with all like the, the robots and the, the, the buildings and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, it's been pretty cool. I, I mean, it's usually yeah, it's pretty hype. Oh, are I'm you a... watching any of it at all? No, I'm a manga reader. I already knew it was hype. Oh, okay. Well, no spoilers, please. But... uh. I, it was nice to finally have Bonnie doing something. She was introduced like 10 years ago, and she like showed up in one of the movies, and now she's finally like a character in this arc, I assume. She's going to stick around. So it's cool that she's in that. And then we're finally getting some information on Vegapunk, a character that we heard also years and years ago, the guy basically who created like all the technology in the world of One Piece. We're learning about that character now. And it's just it's cool to get all this stuff that like, the seeds have been planted. The world building in One Piece is just... I'm not going to say immaculate, but it's very good. Uh, I don't know how much Oda thought of when he wrote all this stuff years ago, but it definitely seems like he was thinking about it well before this arc started. Um, and the animation's beautiful. The intro and the endings are like throwbacks to previous intros. The The intro is sung by the same people that did the first Wano intro, and the ending is... They have endings now. One Piece has endings again. Uh, it's done by this, I'm pretty sure, the same person that did Memories from Season 1 of One Piece, like 22 years ago. So it's just like, you know, it, it tugs at the heartstrings in those ways. And then we get a little thing at the end of every episode with Chopper and Robin telling us, uh, hey, remember that shit that happened 15 years ago that you probably forgot? Here you go, and it's just nice getting that, because my memory's terrible. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm really liking the new arc. It's only a few episodes in. Uh, and then the new arcs are always like way better paced. Then once they get into the fights, they really kind of drag. Unfortunately, it's the nature of the shonen adaptation that never takes breaks. But right now, it's good. So I just wanted to tell you guys, new arc. It's uh, it's cool. Whoa. Yep. Yay. Wait, One Piece didn't have endings for a while. They they had like two minute intros, but no ending. 
Huh. Oh, it was weird. Two and a half, two minutes. But yeah, they, they started doing that again with the last arc. Not the last arc, the last season. And uh, I guess now they're just back to being a normal-ass anime. It's weird. With a really high animation budget, which they didn't have before Wano. So, it's cool. But that's it. Let's move on to stuff that's actually new. Uh, I feel like a lot of people want to hear about a couple shows. Um, let's start with solo leveling. Uh, hmm. I want to go with... You know what? I guess Pizza's the only one that bolted... Oh, no, Dr. Kev also bolted it. <laughs> All right, you guys <laughs> both at the same time. What do you guys think? Uh, Pizza should go first because he's familiar with the source material. Uh, which one? I thought we were talking about a different show. I didn't quite hear you. Solo leveling. Bartering solo leveling. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, solo leveling. Yeah, um, so I think this show is actually very competent in its directing and acting. Like, I can't really say anything bad about it besides the fact that I feel the first episode and kind of the second and third episode are a bit not the best directed in that it kind of just keeps cutting away to unrelated stuff and slowing down unrelated stuff to the main action. And then, and that slows down the plot. But um, to get into the summary of the show, essentially uh, gates all over the place have started to open up and they contain basically uh, video game monsters and stuff. And basically society has started to, have people awaken with JRPG powers, and then they basically go into these dungeons and spelunk and do all the same adventurer stuff in it, except everything has a coat of modern-day stuff to it. Even though, I, for some reason, all a bunch of the characters in the show use, like, swords and wands, but they're wearing, like, modern-day clothes and shit, so it's just kind of jarring to see that discrepancy. <laughs> I'd explain why, but... Just pass it off, I guess. I, I think that's deliberate. It's, it's meant to be jarring like that, I think. I like, guess. It's just like, work. I don't understand why people wouldn't just, like, use magic guns or whatever. Because I do remember the intro mentioned that modern-day weapons don't work or whatever. Yeah. Or something. But whatever. The show is follows the weakest uh, JRPG guy who mm. is named Sun. And he is the weakest dude. And he is trying to... Uh, trying to scrape by by doing this JRPG stuff because it apparently pays well. And I think that's mm. probably the strongest pull of the show in that essentially the main character is very much struggling to get by, even though he is technically the weakest. Oh, and, more importantly, he's struggling to pay for his mom's surgery. Yeah, well, trying. not surgery. Basically, uh, life support. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, apparently his mom caught, like, some magic disease that puts her in internal sleep or whatever. I think and that gives him a good motivation to care about what he's doing. If he was just like, oh, man, I can't pay my bills, then I wouldn't care as much. But yeah, I'm always and for mom stories. Yeah, but I think the, the show does a really good job of getting you invested in Sun's plight. Because yeah. I feel... Um, it basically plays into his connections to the to the world outside of his job. He's very much like basically the sole breadwinner of his family at the moment, and if he dies, that will like really mess up his family. So he's very much risking his life to like support his family. And unfortunately, the very first step, like in the first arc of the show, uh, he basically almost dies. 
And the only reason he survives um, this first job is because he essentially accepted some kind of contract in the dungeon that gives him video game-like hours. And Mm -hmm. this is kind of where I get a bit miffy on the story, is how the show really integrates its RPG elements into its premise. Like... Essentially, Sun now has basically dailies to do where he basically <laughs> needs to do like some exercise and he gets a small reward. And if he doesn't do it, he gets punished. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to bother doing that. I'm too sick. Suddenly, he's transported to this hell dimension where he has to run away from this evil monstrous centipede for like four hours straight. <laughs> and I have to admit, that's insane. Running for like four <clears throat> hours is absurd. I thought it was four minutes. I'm like, man, four <laughs> minutes. Good luck. And they're like, wait, he's been literally. Who runs for four straight minutes? That's insane. someone who's going to get eaten by a monster centipede if they don't stop running. That's who. I, 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 no, a guy who runs for four minutes is probably practicing practicing for like sprinting competitions guy running for four hours is running basically a marathon yeah i like how we get he gets little loot boxes or little little uh presents yeah mm-hmm. usually i just get band-aids I'm like oh no i got a key that a good bit. <laughs> yeah but yeah it does have a little humor in it but um I feel like the RPG aspects and the society as a whole is kind of underwhelming, but mm. you're not really going here for that, like the storytelling or anything. You're here for the action and the drama, the voice acting and the animation. And I will say all of that presentation stuff is really good and really enjoyable. It's just when that I feel like if the story slows down at all or tries to get more, well, expand outside of its emotional core of Sun struggling for his family, then the show will probably just kind of start feeling like all the other uh, light novel power fantasy series out there. Like specifically, like, um, the last, like, the A1 show, oh shit, I had it and I lost it. Start Start online. online. Start online. Start off great. And then eventually he became really powerful and super adept at like talking to people and being social that it just wasn't interesting at all anymore. And I'm kind of worried that's going to happen here. I hope it doesn't. Uh, I've read the webtoon and unfortunately it does, but it just really depends on where I don't remember when that decline starts to happen. I think it's like right after like the arc that was teased at the very beginning of the show, the giant ants. Mm -hmm. But that's just my opinion. What do you think, Doc? I mean, I thought the first episode wasn't that interesting, but then towards the end of the second episode, when it gets really bloody and horrifying, like, oh, oh hilarious. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I personally, yeah, I personally think the first arc was done so well, and I think the first episode was probably the weakest part of the premiere mm. so far because it was very focused on present, like uh, presenting the premise to you, mm. and then it just. And the way it did it was it basically cut away from the main engaging action to just show you bullshit where people are like, oh, you have awakened your powers. Here's a cl- We're going to give you a lecture on what to do or what uh, or how the whole hunter system works, which is yeah. basically the JRPG shit. If there was any show that would have benefited from a double length premiere episode, it would have been this. Because um, I heard that some folks had seen a preview of this, maybe at some convention or something. And um, they they did show the first two episodes, 
I don't know why why they didn't do that for for streaming. So I waited until there were two episodes available and then watched them both back to back. And I think it worked yeah. much better that way. Mm-hmm. If, I just, if I'd only watched the first episode, I might not have come back for the second. Definitely, um, I can see that. But with the the whole kind of creepy evil stone god things, that was that was <laughs> really upsetting. And oh everyone yeah, getting, getting their limbs hacked off and stuff. Like, oh, Ooh, and I I absolutely okay. love the pu- yeah I absolutely love the puzzle aspect of it as well. It's mm-hmm. like these are the commandments. You have to discern what that actually means. Yeah, so good. <laughs> So that was fine. And I quite like the third episode when he gets these new, like, invisible stat screens that no one else can see. And I, I know that's a bit of a, an overused anime trope sometimes, but I think it works quite well in this setting, especially the whole hilarity of having to do these daily missions, which is basically just 100 press-ups <laughs> and, you know, run four kilometers or something like that. It was run 10k, which is actually that's a lot. Was. Yeah, it's quite a bit, yeah. yeah that's, like, he's not actually levelling up, he's just getting fitter. Yes. <laughs> that's all it yeah. is. Yeah, like, 100 squats, like, to me, is not that bad. 100 push-ups I can do in a day, but 10k, it, it's just, like, you have to dedicate an hour to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair so, yeah, part I, of, I, the, of the first, hmm. second episode, especially, is the the classic horror movie slash action movie thing of, I've got kids, I have to go home, then they immediately die. Yeah. yeah. He always yeah. set up to death and like, yo, that guy's gonna die. Yeah. yeah, but I really like how the show played into that theme, where it's like when Sun is getting his ass like beaten up by these giant statues. Like, I don't want to die. I also have a family and shit. And it's like, oh man, I feel for you, man. You're also getting your butt kicked, which is awesome. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Like, to me, I always have. It always throws me off when we get one of these webtoons because it's like everyone speaks Japanese. With Japanese like uh, honorifics, but everyone's name is Korean. Super Korean, full names, yeah. Very Korean. It, like I know those webtoons been running for about a million years. Is my understanding? But yeah, uh, this webtoon specifically, I think, is maybe at least five to eight years old. Yeah, because I remember John talking about it way back. Um, but like everything in it, like I, nothing so far has been interesting. Um, it's very well animated. But like all this stuff's been done before, you know, de- dungeons in modern Japan with you know fantasy stuff invading the real world. We've done that. But was so this fucking, like, I'm sick of video game mechanics. Doesn't this one do the video game mechanics first though? Isn't that why it's like just yeah? That's the thing is like I thought maybe some of the stuff is stuff that was new or or original when it came out, mm-hmm. like when the webtoon dropped, and now it's <laughs> it's so old because so many shows do it, and I'm kind of tired of it. Uh, yeah. Because I haven't watched as much of this absolute shit as you have, Rick. So I'm fairly enjoying this. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, I wade through it. You know, somebody's got to do it. But yeah. but uh, to answer, I'm not Rex's overly. Question, imp- I'm not overly impressed so far. That's all I'll say. Yeah, but to answer your question, like, is this the progenitor of like the game stuff in webtoons? The answer is no. Uh, there's actually another webtoon called The Gamer, which is older than that, and it's significantly shittier than this. Mm. I think. Um, uh, solo leveling is just mostly more popular than that one because the art in the webtoon itself and the pacing and the paneling of the mudtoon were phenomenal. Like the artist for that series, like died after completing this series because, and he, I can definitely see why because he put in so much work to make this series amazing. Well, uh, I would say it's good. 
Uh, I think it's, it looks like it's going to get better. If you are an animation horror like me, then you'll probably enjoy it. But uh, otherwise, there are some shows that just can't cut it, even if the animation's great. But I think this one has legs, and we'll see. But I think we got other shows to talk about. Do we want to talk about something good or something trashy? Up to you. We haven't heard enough from Rex, so let's hear about Chain Soldier. Okay. Woo! Chain Soldier. Uh... Chain Shoulder was one of several shows this season with uh, uncensored nipples. So if you're into yeah. that, <laughs> it's just, it's, I, I love, everyone knows I love like garbage trash anime. And I especially love it when a show is just unabashedly, you know, pervy as hell and having a good time with it. Uh, Ayakashi Triangle did that, but this is worse. Like what's hilarious is it, like, it's an, it's a world it's, it's playing on the old, uh, was a Momochi thing where the, you know, to fight demons, you have to eat a peach to get powers, right? Momokun, something like that. I can't remember the name now, but, uh, you know, demon, there's a demon dimension. They have to fight it. The demon core is, uh, all women, all attractive women for some reason. Um, men don't have any powers in this world. So they became second class citizens. Uh, he gets, he gets basically enslaved, to the main, he does it on purpose, but he gets enslaved to the main girl whose powers transform him into a monster that can help him fight. But every time he, they, she uses him with her powers, she has to reward him, and the rewards come from his subconscious. So every one of them is some kind of weird fetish shit, usually involving like licking her legs, helping her take her stockings off, having her stomp on his crotch, all the kinds of shit. Okay. All the stuff Luigi would love. Hey, yeah. But. It's it's so trash. It's so like it's so like unashamedly edgy that I find it deeply amusing. The whole one one of the girls' powers is to turn really big or really small, and you can already know where that's going. No, go on. Can she control like different parts of her body to make big or small, or just no? No, she's not Ms. Marvel. She either like she's like Ant Man. She either gets really big or gets really small. Okay. So like she sneaks in the place she's not supposed to be, or she gets big and he gets stuck between her giant boobs, etc. But it's also like it's also kind of like all the characters are fairly amusing, you know. He also has a, a girl that's like like nine, but is is technically his ah, senpai, so he what? has to take orders from her. And it's they don't do anything with her sexually, thankfully. Oh, thank God! When she We've showed up, had on, enough. We already have one show doing that this she, season, and it's ugh. when she showed up, I was like, oh crap, I may have to stop watching this because I do draw the line at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But thankfully, they don't do that. She's just there to be funny. Because he has okay. to take orders from her, which is really funny. They, he thinks he's going to get to join the Demon Defense Corps, which is their group. And then he, they take her to their dorm, basically, and make him uh, the housekeeper. Because in this world, men's domestic skills are important. Mm. And he, you know, he's one of those guys that's really good at cleaning and cooking. So basically, it's a combination of like a show, an action shonen, an edgy show, and one of those shows where like a guy has to run a dorm full of women. It, which is a genre onto itself. So it's just like feminists, you'd say. No, no, and a feminist is not going to like this show. But I just I found it really fun. If you're like me, if you're one of those people like me who like really trashy, really stupid shows that are having a good time with themselves, this is exactly that kind of thing. It's 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 pure yo know, fetish garbage, but it's so funny. Best crash of the season, you say? It might be. I mean, for one thing, it's animated incredibly well. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I, I find myself uh, chuckling frequently. So. Yeah, and pretty much, I was very, 
Chain's Shoulder is probably the only show I'm interested in on High Dive that is one of the new shows. And uh, I don't know, Rec, convince me why I should get uh, renew my High Dive subscription for this show. For this show? I don't know. Um, it's definitely <laughs> worth watching. Uh, <laughs> Wait till the season's over and binge it? Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's binge. It's, it might be too much and too many boobs for <laughs> a binge. Possible. Possible. An opi binge. But I mean, I mean, High Dive also has Dangers in My Heart Season 2 and My mm-hmm. Instant Death Abilities Overpowered, both of which are really fun. So I'll give also you gushing about magical girls, but that was a line I wouldn't cross. That was my <laughs> line. <laughs> yeah, you and Doc watched it, right? It's they're too young. They're too young. I can't do it. What's your excuse, Doc? Uh, it's like watching a train crash. It's just you, you can't look away. It's really bad. <laughs> I, I can't recommend it to anyone. It is the most degenerate crash. Like ever, I am ashamed ashamed of myself for having watched it. <laughs> Just I have to go and have like a a shower to wash the the filth off me afterwards. Nah, that's the strongest recommendation I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, watch it and take a cold shower afterwards. Yeah, but like, <laughs> change soldier. Good times if you're a messed up degenerate like me. Gushing over Magical Girls, not really a good time, really, for anyone. And if you have a good time with it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> what is the, the gushing in that show? Oh, it's about you, 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 you could probably imagine. Oh, yeah. yes. There's, there's a bit... very, very excited female main character who really, really gets off on tying up and whipping Magical Girls till they till they groan. I don't, under- I, st- I don't understand how that got an anime. Like, that's... That's a manga for a very specific fetish, and I'm like, why would you make an anime of this? I mean, I'd, 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 Dude, read, I'd, we... I'd read a little of the manga, and it's like, this is quite funny, but it's really, really twisted. And like, yeah. the, the anime has made it even more, like, porn-adjacent, shall we say. <laughs> it's like, oh god. Also, Rack, we got an anime adaptation of Redo of Healer. We don't... We should just stop questioning why stuff gets animated anymore. Um, it, it's not as horrible as Redo of Healer. I mean, yes. it's, it's, it's still... I, I hesitate to say it's not exactly good natured, but it's uh, it's mostly played for laughs. It's meant to be funny, um, although it does have like fourteen year old girls with bare nipples being whipped, which is like yeah, a bit creepy. I don't really think I can continue to watch this because mm-hmm. I, I feel quite bad. Reading so, um, Healer was like the nadir of anime for me. I was like, this is this is the kind of thing that makes you stop doing this hobby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that was unconscionable. It was awful. Um, just, I, I've, I don't think I've ever hated an anime quite so much as I hated that. It was disgusting. Right. As much as I would love to make the perfect transition about a healer anime to another one, I instead want to talk about Delicious in Dungeon because that is probably the one that most people want to talk about. Uh, I am, of course, a huge Trigger fan, so I will watch everything they do. And this is another good one. Uh, it has that same... Oh god, I hate to describe it. The feeling that I got watching um uh my absurd scale of campfire cooking. But like obviously mm. there's more going on, there's a lot more things happening. I mean they're just, just they're exploring this dungeon to uh to save uh, the main character's sister, and along the way they meet this really cool ass dwarf who's teaching him how to cook uh, monsters and just just like the way he describes how everything is going and like the innovative ways of cooking it and it's just it's fun. I don't I really know what else to say other than it's like it's it's a pretty show, it's funny, and it's fun. Yeah. yeah, and uh, a lot of the visual gags are extremely good. Like the bit where Marcel is like really creeped out by Laius after he is 
talking about the pl- like getting tied up by man-eating plants. And then uh, just it's just so funny and fun and the script and character writing is phenomenal. I just cannot re- yeah, I can't recommend this series enough. And this is like one of my big 3 like favorite fantasy series that have been public well, been created in the last decade or so. And the other two are Witch Hat Atelier and um, what was the other one? Doesn't matter. Yeah, Free Ren, no which hat. is currently airing. So I can't wait to complete the hat trick of my favorite fantasy series getting adapted because mm-hmm. I know Witch Hat Atelier's uh, anime is in the works. Oh, that's a really good manga. I love that. It one is too. so good. I do wonder what? about the ability to, to translate that art to, you know, cause it's just so detailed. It's, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think if they'll be able to translate it, all that detailed art into like anime, but I think if the studio is good enough, they'll be able to adapt it to better fit the medium. But, uh, enough about, uh, which had, uh, uh, delicious and dungeon is just fantastic. And I don't know if you guys are watching it in, dub or sub but i'm watch- personally watching it dubbed me too just, yeah yeah just because yeah, i wanted fun. to see the different performances well mm-hmm. i wanted to see the different performances and um senshi the dwarf is um voiced by pro zd which who yeah. is one of my favorite uh <laughs> youtube comedians and he is knocking out of the park as senshi i absolutely love his performance really well i mean i'm watching this with my my, my eldest son um so we, we're every week we watch freer together and we watch delicious and dungeon because um, he he's quite into like D and D type stuff, so he's aware mm-hmm. of all like all the, the tropes and things, and he he really really likes this show. And and when he heard the the voice, he was like, "That's Pro ZD, isn't it?" And like, "Yes, who, who's that?" <laughs> and, and, but then he showed me the YouTube. Like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> I watched some of his stuff. I just didn't yeah. know who he was. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's such an entertaining show. Um, you would have thought there might be a bit more urgency about the fact that the guy's sister is currently being digested. Yeah, okay, that a, was as a dragon stomach, but okay. that was my problem. Okay, so I, I have no foreknowledge of the source material, so I, I was going in blind. <laughs> yeah. Just everybody says it's great. And I'm like, okay, I, like I, I enjoy. It's a brutally. It's looks fantastic. The elf character is hilarious. I like the play of the characters. Um, I like him using traps to cook. All that stuff was great. But I was like. The point of this journey, they're trying to get down there and save his sister, and they don't seem to be in a hurry at all. I'm like, your sister got eaten by a dragon, and you're like, okay, let me take a whole bunch of time to stop and learn how to cook. And everyone's just sitting around going, hey, do, 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 do. We got to get there eventually. I'm like, do you want to save the chick? Or do we have a time limit on this? You got eaten by a dragon. Why is this taking so long? Uh, yeah. Why aren't you more worried? Yeah, the. There actually is a time limit, and they they do mention it in the first episode, mm-hmm. where Senshi basically says, oh, dragons basically hibernate after they eat, and they wake up after about a month. And while they're hibernating, they just slowly, so they have basically a month to get down to that dragon and slay it. In the last episode, the main guy, I forget his name, he was talking about, like, yeah, that was the first time I died. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, as long as someone's around, they can revive you. But I guess the rules are, if, like, if they don't have a body, then they can't revive mm-hmm. them. That's why they're worried, but not that worried. So, yeah, it's weird. I know, it's just like, I, I figured I was probably just missing some details, but it did just seem weird to me. They're like, oh, no, we have to save my sister. Like, and he sits down with a walk and starts trying to figure out how to cook stuff. I'm like, maybe get the fuck down there. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're very methodical and professional. Like, if they rush down there without eating or preparing, they're boned anyways. So they're going as fast as they can, but they're not they're not trying to rush in a way that would potentially put them in harm's way. I'm so used to anime being like, oh yeah, video game rules. But it's like, no, this is just fantasy D&D rules. So you gotta go, get accustomed to that. Yeah. And honestly, I'm okay with this because we've had anime with time delay dilation in multiple actions. Like, the whole DBZ Namek is gonna blow up in five minutes, and then we have like ten more episodes where Goku and Freezer are fighting. So, if you can get around like that kind of time dilation, this isn't too much of an issue. Yeah, I assume they're going to rescue her pretty soon, but we'll see. It looks like they're going to be changing like different party members. Like, I, I don't think the dwarf is in it the whole time, but I don't know no, um, the the four. I've read the entire series, and I can say that the entire four, like the main four, stick together the entire time. Mm. But there are people who come and go. Um, people who come and go and who are outside of the party that do temporarily join and leave and all that kind of jazz. It's, it's like the people in the intro are going to be those characters. So. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, it's... Uh, I cannot recommend this series enough because it always keeps you on your toes in that the show is very good at surprising you or introducing new ideas to you in that it in a way that is incredibly engaging and makes you incredibly hungry like i want i've been to the first three episodes of this show and now i'm stinking hungry so if we go like for another hour and a half i am going to be very cranky at the end of this at the end of this podcast because i am just really hungry <laughs> you'll find a basilisk mm, delicious just go outside kill a get raccoon skin it maybe don't do that yeah, don't. <laughs> so yeah, I think we all like it. Uh, are we all yeah. watching it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Perfectly good. All right, let's move on here. Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I was surprised at how good. Well, I guess not great, but I was surprised at how good the um how not to use healing magic was. I wasn't. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> I wasn't going to watch it, but I early reviews uh mostly ANN. We're like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is actually pretty good. And no, I was, like, I was surprised too. I was really surprised by how much, how much I liked it, how good it was. I thought it was just going to be like another isekai show. That first episode, mm-hmm. by the way, the the animation is almost kind of, it's almost overly detailed. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it stopped after a while. It's really, it's actually really, really funny. Yeah, it's one of my favorite yeah. shows this season. I, I'm very surprised. By yeah, it's one of the strongest shows is. this season as well. Mm-hmm. It's great. I, I love the female character. Because she's Rose. such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> when she sees the main character's like muscles, she's like, oh. <laughs> you could grow eight cheese on that. She's so excited to be in the isekai. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah I really like I like Rose. I might have to draw her. Cool. Rose is Rose is great. I think I think Rose is going to be very popular with the subset yeah. of right. the group. Okay, so do you guys watch the latest episode? Yeah, uh, I uh, no, I haven't had the time. I've been catching up on Delicious and Dungeon. Minor spoilers for the latest episode: she throws him into a forest to kill a grizzly bear. And I don't know about you guys, but it really bugged the hell out of me that he was there for like ten days. And like, I guess he had enough rations for ten days because he certainly wasn't killing any animals and cooking them. And then I don't know where he got all that shit to like keep alive the whole time. He's just peeling his hunger away. It's fine. You can do he's that. He's examining <laughs> the bear for like a week. And like, I'm just another day. I'm watching him. I'm like, you're just watching these bears sleep for a week. That's all you're doing. <laughs> well, if he he's rationed, being, he's being methodical. He, yeah. Well, if he also rationed out his 
food. He could definitely survive for 10 days easily, depending on how much food he has. He has the no million... survival training at all. How did he know to do all that shit? Mm-hmm. Instinct. Any of this. Yeah, the main issue would That's actually be water. Yes. The main survival issue would actually be getting access to water, because that is actually a lot more important. Well, they no, did no, the water... They, yeah, they showed him getting water. In fact, he drank from a river and got uh, a severe scary. stomach thing. Yeah, he got cholera. So. Yeah. <laughs> So we know where he got water from because the, the, the smart, the world's smartest rabbit led him to water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're going awesome, to learn about the, uh, the actual antagonist, I think, next. I think they tease that. So I, I don't know where the show is going, but it's, uh, it's pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, and I think the main draw of the show is that it's a very straightforward fantasy with fun characters who are actually pleasant and just good animation and just solid directing. And I think what separates this show from many of the other current isekais is that a lot of the modern isekais are kind of trashy and very self-indulgent. Like, like, you know, Arafueta, that whole shtick is about becoming the biggest, baddest dude around, and it's very tinged with uh, hatred towards other people, and it's just very unpleasant. Well, this show is just like... Yeah, these people have problems. They're trying to solve all of it in the best way they can, but they're not outright malicious. Yeah, the, the thing that this show has that a lot of isekai these days, it's not a a I'll show them all isekai like Shield Hero or one of those or, other shows. It's like I got worked over death and now I'm just going to relax with my overpowered bullshit in another world. <laughs> right, it's, it's, he's not overpowered. He doesn't build a harem right away. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not following any of the the past isekais normally follow now. Like he's not an incel, you know, indulging in a power fantasy. It, you know, he's got one power and he's using it as best he can. And I really like that. Like it's it's dodging all those little potholes to just tell a fun story with fun characters. And you got to appreciate it because, well, I think we're all kind of sick of the other kind of story. Yeah, and <laughs> I just like the only mali- the most malicious bone uh, the main character has. And his body is just writing nasty things about his uh, his teacher Rose in his diary, and that's it. It's so funny and cute. That's really funny, dude. What did you call me, Gorilla Woman? He's like, "Oh God, I'm gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that she threw him about like three and a half miles. By the way, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a very fun show. It has fun action. It has fun character interactions. And it's just generally a pleasant time. And it's also very focused. So it it's just probably one of the best and most solid isekais out there at the moment. It's definitely not groundbreaking, but sometimes you don't want a groundbreaking show. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, pretty good one. Uh, let's move on to the next one. I think this one, we've already talked about it bunch of my favorites already but i think another one is uh, a little anime known as uh, blade runner i mean metallic rouge <laughs> Dude, it, it, I, it I, is I, so blade runner it's so know, blade right runner. it was blade runner by way of bubblegum crisis even the yeah. logo like the the sound design the aesthetics the the directing now i will say episode two not quite as much but episode one mm. super felt like it until they got to like the the armored fights and stuff that was a little different but yeah no it is it feels like bubblegum crisis filtered through blade runner it's Which so it good is this good. is like i said this in the chat and i i mean it's the sexiest show this season and i don't mean that in like the edgy trash way i mean that in like 
the visuals, I think the word is sumptuous. Yeah. It looks so good. I mean, Naomi is kind of in a very specific wheelhouse for me, but no. like those, <laughs> it's also like, it's everything looks so good. That second episode is, it's so different from the first episode, but still works completely fine. Yeah. I it love how they're like doing the world building. Well. Mm-hmm. They're not like, they're not, ex, you know, expositing it at you. It's like, we're going to show it to you in, in little bits and you have to, you have to pay attention. Did anybody, yeah, does anybody know. else find that the main character looks like she's drawn from a different show than the rest of the characters? She's very she's cute. a little simpler <laughs> in design, I guess, maybe. She feels like she was drawn anime style and they drew everybody else realistic. Yeah. yeah it does happen a lot of times, though, in production where it's like, all right, here's the main character. But then they're like, you know what? We're not going to base anything on her. We'll just do another thing. But I feel like they did it on purpose. Like they wanted her to look different because she is different. Maybe. Maybe. I, but I, love, other I love it so much. Like it's a little mm-hmm. hard to follow, but uh, but they 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 do that on purpose too. They want you to they want to throw you in the deep end. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. This will be one of those shows that's really worthwhile to go back and watch again from the beginning once it's finished, and you'll be like, oh, so that's why that happened, and that's who those guys are and stuff. Next, we don't know yet. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I've got no idea what's happening, but it, it looks so good and it's really entertaining. And I I wasn't too sure about the first episode, but I really enjoyed the second one, so I'm I'm definitely in for this. It's, it's, Go ahead. It's, a, it's like an anime from like the 1990s or something, but updated. Oh, it, with, it does. Like, it feels yeah. so like late 90s. It feels like Ergo Proxy and that kind of stuff, but like good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two was kind of like speed almost, or like here are the characters mm-hmm. on this ride, and you're going to get to know all of them eventually. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and, the, and, and then the massive girl. alien mecha things come out of nowhere and try to murder the, everyone. It's like the girl oh, almost okay. killed everybody. She's like, I want to take a picture. Oh god! Yeah, it just it's just <laughs> another reminder that if you approach, you know, uh, don't touch the da- dangerous alien mechas. Like if you can even know that. Like oh look, like if I walk in and saw like oh look a giant alien uh, mech, why would your first reaction be like let me go touch that and see what happens? Mm. Dumb kid, we expect. How were the schools not teaching those kids about the Mars War? How does this one girl have to tell them everything? I don't know. They're not doing a good job. Well, they're very young, so maybe they haven't like got to that yet. Like, if you go find a five-year-old, they probably don't know much about World War II. All right. Besides, they needed someone had to tell the audience. So that's how they did it. Yes, position. It's fair. They, they did it. They they integrated it really well, so it wasn't just a character speaking at you. How many times do we think we're going to see the the main character bite off aggressively a piece of chocolate before the show is over? Just mm. I don't know. I, I, they draw it so well, they can keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Maybe you should keep keep account so we can keep mentioning it during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Well, it's so good. Yeah. It's great. This is one of my top picks this season. And I feel like, like I remember when we talked about in the preview, it was like, all right, this sounds. Interesting, but like it, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like the, no one was discussing it beforehand, and then you hit, you watch it. Like, holy shit, this is amazing! Like, why didn't we know more about this? Mm-hmm. All right, I kind of want to hear Doctor Kev tell me about Sasaki and Peeps. I'm not watching this one, so I want to know if you recommend it or not. Uh, absolutely, yes. I adore the show. <laughs> um, it, it is a little slow to start. But it just keeps on adding more and more insane things with each episode that passes. So the premise is there's this middle-aged guy called Sasaki who works in some kind of random trading business place, living a fairly quiet life. 
and he decides he wants to go buy a pet because he's a bit bored and lonely. And in the pet store, there's this little Tweety Bird who like says, buy me, buy me. And he's like, okay, I'll buy you. And the, the, the bird starts speaking to him and it turns out that it's the reincarnation of the Star Sage who is some kind of all-powerful wizard from another dimension. And he's like, okay, cool. And, and you know, this, this bird has the power to tra- teleport Sasaki to the other world where he's already originally from. And they, he starts like selling stuff like from modern convenience stores to this like medieval society and thereby making lots of money. And he, he buys a restaurant randomly. And uh, the, the Tweety Bird starts teaching him how to do magic. And then in the real world, he randomly saves this girl from being attacked by someone who turns out to be a government agent who then recruits him because she sees him um, casting magic. And he ends up becoming a sort of government agent. Uh, and meanwhile, there's uh, a girl who sits outside his house waiting for him to come home every night who appears to be a yandere. Um, and there's just like, what? <laughs> it, it, keeps on, it keeps on adding a lot of stuff, but it, it just keeps escalating and escalating. Uh, and the whole time, he, he seems fairly unperturbed by it all. <laughs> just sort of accepts everything that happens. It's like, well, this is my life now, I guess. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It was, um, it's hilarious what you're saying. It's just if you like comedy, check it out. No, see, I, I want to rebut this like heavily because I watched the first three episodes of the show and I cannot recommend it to anybody uh. because it, it's just so cut and dry and it doesn't really invest the time in any of its characters or any of the things it introduces. Well, besides the bird, which is honestly the best part of the show because it's a cute bird. How can you not hate it? It's matter of fact and dry because so is Sasaki. He's just this normal, boring salaryman guy who's like, oh, I have amazing psychic powers now. Okay. I don't know. It's just Sasaki himself is just really boring. He's not very proactive outside buying a pet. And so. That's absolutely the point. <laughs> it's great. Well, if that's the point, I personally don't think it's very engaging to watch. <laughs> like, no this is definitely yeah. sounds like my kind of show. So, I'm yeah. Well, it, I just feel like the different elements that it introduces, like the psychic stuff and like the fantasy mm. world stuff, none of it really connects in meaning, meaningful ways besides padding Sasaki's pocketbook. Mm. And it's just like you're in, you're essentially watching two different shows at the same time with the same yeah. level of depth. Like in the like the third episode. Um, Sasaki is basically interacting with this noble who's kind of been shown in the first two episodes and then he dies yeah. like off screen he's like oh and this guy go- died and now I'm being asked to take care of his daughter yeah. and then it's just like now his daughter is basically uh, this count's daughter is basically the replacement for the count and there's no real meaningful difference in the interaction Sasaki has with this fantasy world with- due to this change it's just it happens and Nothing really changes. It's not really interesting. And he has a magical huh. pet Tweety Bird. That's all. Yeah, I mean. like I said, that is the best part of the show. It's just everything else is kind of mid or bland. Like the best joke in this series is literally the bird eating a steak, and in the <laughs> like at the bottom of the screen, it says, "Do not actually feed your birds unless they are a reincarnation of a star sage." It's like yeah. that's a great joke. 
And then they reuse it again. And it's like, okay, the first time is good, but the second time is like, whatever. And I have a feeling they're going to keep reusing this throughout the show. Maybe they're le- legally mandated to do that to stop people from <laughs> like accidentally murdering their animals. <laughs> yeah. But I'll just say, I really dislike how bland the psychic stuff is. Like, mm. they introduce it. The girl has like the ability to make water. And she's like, Saki, you're my best. You'd be a great partner for me because you can generate uh, water or ice on command because that's basically the first thing he did when he went to save her. Mm. So she's basically this kind of like psychic cop who carries around like two liters of water bottles so she can just like water bend shit. And that's pretty cool. Mm. It's just the way they int- like kind of integrated that with her like whole SWAT team setup. It's like she's in this whole SWAT outfit with two giant water bottles on her thighs. And so it's like, <laughs> it looks stupid. And what's also but, hilarious about her is she, she's only 16 years old, but she looks older because she plasters on so much makeup. Huh, I didn't catch <laughs> that, but I don't know. You catch her at 16 as a whole scene. <laughs> I wasn't paying enough attention. It was so dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's just the whole there's thing. There's a scene where like, he, he ends a shonen battle fight by talking ear out of it and like negotiating using like business stuff in his like obsequious face. Like It's fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. It's yeah. not really funny. He just looks like the happy mass salesman whenever he does that. I just then I have to uh, talk about the evil psychics in that storyline. It's just their designs are shit. Like the main evil girl is just like a girl in a kimono, and then her minions are just like some guy who looks like he's straight out of Mad Max, and then a girl in a panda suit, well, a panda hoodie. It's just like there's not really interesting. Any creative juice is really firing on there. It's more just like a shotgun approach to creating a story where it's just like oh this would be funny speaking of which didn't a magical girl like pop up in the th- at the end of the second end of the second episode and then disappeared oh, yeah. and nothing else w- and, and nothing else has happened with that i'm sure she'll be important later probably it's just it's <laughs> introducing too much stuff with so little depth that it's not engaging for me oh. and it just makes me want uh, another series that is similar to this to get an anime, and it's called I Saved Too Many Girls and a Cause of the Apocalypse. And it basically does the same stuff that Sasaki is doing, except it ties together all of the disparate storylines it introduces in really fun ways. Like, mm-hmm. the main character of that series gets pulled into a fantasy world to, like, kill a, a dragon lord. And he pulls out a sci-fi-ass gun from his belt and one-shots it. It is so freaking funny. And the way that the action of like skipping the whole legendary hero stuff and pulling the sword from the stone actually has impact later on, which I haven't really seen in from Sasaki and Peeps. Like, no action that Sasaki takes really seems to have a a specific impact that pushes the story forward in an interesting way. Like, sure, he picks up a guy. A French guy named French from the street and gives him a restaurant, and then he has free access to Kobe beef, basically. Yeah, I'm sorry, did you not find the French restaurant guy's name being French? That's not funny to you? I thought it was hilarious. No, it's stupid. It's like picking up an Italian man off the street, and his name is Italy, or pizza. I find yes, that, that would that. be funny. I would laugh at that. As an Italian man, I find that funny. <laughs> you should write uh, manga. Okay, I agree with with Doc. I think the show is very amusing, and I think the fact he knows the bird is like a 
um, a reincarnated super mage, but he keeps treating him like a bird. <laughs> He's so I cute. Like, oh, I need to give me some some peeps time. And I'm like, it's but it's like a dude though. It's not like a regular bird. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fucking funny. I think it's, he's like have, watching them shit their pants every time he brings some shit over from our world. They're like, oh my God, reusable pens? I guess. <laughs> it's just that I've watched plenty of shows already kind of do that and in more interesting ways, like saving saving a billion gold for retirement or whatever that show was called. I, we need to move on. We need to move on. But it sounds like it's a subjective humor type of situation. Uh, if you like dry mm-hmm. humor, it's for you. If, if you need character building and world building in your gag manga, then there you go. Considering um, how old, by the way, just real quick, just considering how old the main character is, I think it might resonate a little bit more when you're as old as me and Doc are. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm always offended that you never group me in there. I'm fucking 39, but... Okay, no. I, figured, uh, you, I don't want to be the young cool. kids. I want to be with the old <laughs> cool guys. So, so you're saying you Peter, Peter will appreciate it more when he grows up, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I doubt it. Any more years on you. Any more Um, off. So I'm trying to figure out, I maybe we'll do the news and then we'll come back to like the shows that we really recommend. And then we'll hear from the Annotate community for some of the shows that they recommend as well. We guys think there, w- there was one show that pizza was desperate to discuss today. We're definitely <laughs> going to talk about it. We'll give him at least two minutes, at least <laughs> you assholes. But yeah, what more can you say about that? Uh, let's just jump into the news real quick. We have a few stories that are kind of worth talking about. Uh, Dr. Kev, let's start with you. What? Well, just tell me. All right, so um, Aniplex has just announced after some rather perplexing um, adverts that they are producing another couple of seasons, probably, of Monogatari. So um, hooray, I guess, um, for those who enjoy that show. It just means that I'll be back on the grind to do yet more articles about it, because I think... Yay, more articles where you're, you both love it and are made uncomfortable by it. Yeah, I think I've already written like twenty six or something already. What, what you know? What's another ten or so for between friends? Uh, so the, the Monogatari novels are split into seasons of between sort of I think five and six books per season, and they've only animated the first three. There are like another three or so seasons of books that follow what has been animated already. And Plex has, has um, announced that they're doing the, the fourth and fifth one. So that's the uh, off-season and monster-season, as they are called. Uh, they haven't quite announced exactly how they're going to handle that. It's probably going to be TV shows, I expect. Um, the, they have just re-released the uh, Kizumonogatari movie in Japanese theatres, which splices together all three of the films into one um, slightly edited together movie. I think reducing a, by by about an hour or so, which I think is the perfect way to watch those films because those films are bloated and over long. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm quite happy about this, um, and I'll definitely be checking them out. Hopefully, they do get streamed in the West. I can't see why they wouldn't be. Um, I think you can get most of them on Crunchyroll. I think there's a few of them that you still can't get. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited by that. Do you like the side stories that just weren't important enough to tell in the original stories? Um, I think off-season mostly covers yeah, side stories that occurred during the continuity of the previous three seasons, whereas Monster Season is like a sequel, and that's essentially where the main character Araki is in college. I always wanted to see um, that part. That's good. Hmm. So, yeah. So it might take a while till they get to that. <laughs> Unless they decide to adapt it in a weird order, which wouldn't be unusual. Is so, this Shaft? Hmm. 
I think so. Yeah, it's the same staff as before. So it's uh, Akiki Shimbo is is chief director again. Cool. Uh, I think most of the other people involved have all been involved before. So I'm sure it will look just as good. There'll be just as many neck breaking head tilts as before. <laughs> you, you can't have Monogatari without that. Yeah, you know, I mean that started with uh, the the what the teacher show? What was it called? He wore like a kimono. You remember you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Uh, it's an older Shaft anime, and that's where it's, I think it started, where you're like, ooh, you get the head turn, and then they just started doing that and everything. Yeah. Um, damn. Anyways, uh, I'm excited. Uh, let's move on to SFP. So what's going on with Blue Archive? Oh, yeah. So Blue Archive uh, is getting an anime adaptation. So for all those fans out there, congrats. You get more content from Blue Archive. And... Um, for those who don't know, Blue Archive is a mobile game uh, produced by Yostar Games and published by Nexon Games. And yeah, it's just kind of interesting how this is basically the second series that Yostar Games has really had blow up. Like, um, their first and probably more well-known series is called Arc Knights, and they've already gotten that's gotten like some kind of anime adaptation. And so this is basically the second project that has started to get an anime uh, adaptation. And the um, cast looks pretty interesting, so it shouldn't be pretty good. But I just kind of find it interesting that um, Yostars is, Yostar is, seems to be following the same path as Psy Games in that they pr- produce like multiple uh, mobile game hits and then... They start transitioning to other forms of media production, such as anime. So yeah, just kind of an interesting uh, career path for that studio. Hmm. Yeah, it works for side games. I mean, it, that's just business in general. You want to branch out at some point. Yeah, um, soon enough and... they're going to be producing like huge RPG games or uh, well, huge action RPGs like Re- Grand Blue Relink, or they're going to start making games like uh, Grand Blue Rising. So. If you really like the series, I bet you'll probably see some kind of Ark Knights fighting game in the near future. I mean, didn't they make uh, Zerlane? Yeah, they made a Zerlane as well, I think. Yeah, and they're the the game no one talks about because they did make an action game that was that, and I I don't think that did anything. So hopefully their efforts will get a little better. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, if I say this right, Kakao shuts down the most popular pirated manga reading app, Tachiyomi. Um, I haven't ever used a manga reading app, but I'm sure lots of people have. I remember back in the day, I would go to a few places because the manga wasn't coming over here, and honestly, a lot of stuff doesn't come over here. But um, the story says the uh, extraordinary. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, have you used Manga Plus at all? That's Is that a website pub- or an app? That's an app. I haven't used any manga reading apps. But I, I use okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was just gonna mention, if you did use that, that's technically a manga manga reader app. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I used to read like Bleach like twenty years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um but uh let's see, the piracy app Tachiyomi has been shut down after years of illegal operation. Manga publishers have struggled with rampant online piracy, draining revenue, and Tachiyomi facilitated access to vast troves of copyrighted content for free. Uh but yeah, I guess the Korean internet giant Kakao, if I'm saying that right. Uh they identify the operators behind it and they force his closure. So if you use that app You'll just have to wait at least two days for the next one to pop up. Yeah, I heard that they're already, like, I think they're already on getting another, like, 
they changed it from like dot com to like dot TV or something. Yep. And they're already doing it. But it's like, it wasn't, I mean, it's, it gets into those, one of those semantics. Like technically, it didn't host any of it itself. It was an aggregator of places, things you get uh, anime or manga from. But they, obviously, almost all of it was pirated. But a lot of people used it though. So and I'm good for them. They went and shut it down. It'll be back up in some other form in like a week or less. Already up. Already. All right, that's about it. You know, it's another piracy thing. Uh, good for you, Korea. Uh, uh, Rick, what's going on with OhioCon? Well, yeah, apparently uh, in Ohio, they have the OhioCon, which is a very fun pun, or at least it was when the when it was founded 20 years ago. Um, but it appears there's a, there's a bit of a, a row going on between the, apparently the volunteers and, and other people who work for the con have their own, it's not a union because they're not paid, but it's a, like a advocacy organization who are now boycotting the, uh, the con and refusing that to, to continue volunteering because of actions of the board. Uh, I encourage you to look it up on a, on ANN and look at the article because it's extremely long and it's extremely detailed and it gets into all kinds of weird shit. Like the, the, the final straw uh, uh, that broke the camel's back was apparently an argument over the logo because they had to change their logo and that caused like a big fight that led to all this other shit, which is hilarious to me. But essentially if you're going to Ohio con uh, this year, you might want to look into this but if, and decide whether you want to continue patronizing them uh, and their uh, con it, it, you know, under the current leadership would be my thing. Investigate it and, def- and decide if you care would be my point. But yeah, it's very detailed. It's a very long, complicated situation, but basically the board of the organization that runs the con and the people who work and actually uh, support the con are pissed at each other. That's mm-hmm. where we are right now. Yeah, check Anime News Network for the full article on that. Uh, I didn't know there were anime fans in Ohio, so that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's, it's it's a blasted wasteland. I'm surprised they even get internet there. <laughs> well, they got Cedar Point. That's about it. I have heard that was good. Yeah, they got roller coasters. Um... So yeah, that's I mean, as usual, not not a lot beginning of the year for news, um, except maybe some sequels. But you know, that's boring. We don't cover that over here. You'll hear about them when they air, and we'll talk about them. But until then, uh, we asked the Anate community to see uh, what are some of the shows that people aren't really talking about, and it depends on who you talk to. Maybe you've already heard. Um, but let's see. I had the window open, and I. And buying for time to find. You say that, yeah. You don't ask me about the one show I really wanted to talk about this this podcast. That's why we wait till the end. Damn it! I don't know what it could be though. We're gonna have to wait and see. Starting off with uh, uh, Rock, you guys know him, Ray Kaze. Uh, please watch Seventh Time Loop. Riche, uh, I believe that's how you say it. Riche is an incredible lead who is delightful and very skilled. She's a blast to watch. One of my favorite series. I'm watching mm. it and I like it. What do you guys think? Yeah. I'm watching it. I really like it. I think it's great. Yep, um, I'm also watching it. I think it's fantastic. One of the better new shows this season as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like how she says, yeah, I was doing all this stuff, and then a war broke out and I died. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you yada yada, the important part. <laughs> yeah, you also have to consider that she's also men- like mentally 50 or something. We don't have to mm. think about that. Never think about that. <laughs> hey, she's roughly your age mentally. It's well, fine. Doc and Rec. I'm not 50. <laughs> You're getting there. Yeah, I'm the young one. You guys are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No. If I never read it, what's the thing you suggest to me to do ever again? <laughs> Poor Doc. Yeah. Yeah, this is anyway. almost like a... Okay, we can talk more about seventh time loop, or we can yeah, go. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, it's, it's really good, uh, despite the fact that it's yet another kind of supposed villainess esque reincarnation she's thing. Not really a villain. She's, she's not really a villainess, is she? Um, but it's lots of fun, and I especially like how suspicious she is of the the guy that's proposed marriage to her because, well, I mean, he did murder her in a previous life by stabbing her in the abdomen. But she, you know, he thought she was a man at that point, so that's fine. Um, yeah. But uh, especially like how he, you know, he's being like nice to her, and she's like, "What's your angle, mate?" <laughs> he just <laughs> likes you. Yeah, he basically, he does. I think he does just like her. There's possibly no more to it than that. Yeah, it's kind of wild that she's such a competent swords swordsman. But like, mm-hmm. how many? Would they say like five years? The war breaks out in five years. So, I mean, that's yeah. not a whole lot of time to train. To I don't know. I guess it's yeah. Fine. Think about I it. also just find it interesting how there's like a central mystery to the series as well. So you're kind of yeah. angling to figure out why this war broke out, but you're also kind of invested in the romance between the main girl and guy because it's just a fu- a fun uh, relationship in general. Like the um, the episode that just dropped today, episode three, has a really fun dance scene I where keep it down down. Yeah, but it's really good. Yeah, that scene is really good, so I won't spoil it for anybody else here. Yeah, I've not watched that yet. Yeah, I think as of recording, I think it's aired like hours ago. So yeah, yeah. Well, it aired like maybe started airing maybe three or four hours ago. Okay, thank you for that. All right, so we all I think those that are watching us uh, like it. So there you go. Mm, Next yep. up, we got Stin. Says I'm ple- pleasantly surprised by Metallic Rouge. I still don't know what the fuck is going on, but the music, visuals, characters there are a plus. I think we all agree on that one. Yep. 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 Um, either just says this season. I'm still trying to catch up on the last one. Which, yeah, there's. I mean, a lot of anime out there, man. Good luck. Good luck to you all. Ooh, I didn't realize Deck said so much, but I guess that's just part. We we know Deck. Uh, for a new series, a sign of affection is a sweet romance about Yuki, a university student who is deaf, realizing she has a crush on the well-traveled, uh, polyglot Itsuomi. Although the interior monologue might seem excessive, I like that. I like that it centers around Yuki's feelings, and I think the balance between diegetic and non-diegetic storytelling retains the difficulties of Yuki's communication and her excitement at Itsuomi trying to understand Yuki on her own terms. Um, yeah, I I forgot I was also watching this one, and uh, this is fantastic. I feel like after watching this and Ranking of Kings, I should just know sign language at this point. So much sign language. Yeah, sign of affection is really good. It's so it's aggressively shojo. Yeah, it's really Lip. shojo, but I find Lip. I really enjoy it. Shaded, like JoJo almost. Yeah, it's just it's so like stopping like your feelings fall like snow. But <laughs> I still end up liking. It. I'm not sure why. It's I, I do like the childhood friend who has to be a Sundera via sign language. Got yeah. it. It, he's so like the the hand motions are like more aggressive than the other people's hand motions. I think that attention to detail really like nails it. Plus, I do like that it's about college students instead of high schoolers. Always, mm-hmm. yeah, more older characters, please. So yeah, um, I really like it. Uh, Rec really likes it. Uh, Doctor, have you watched it? I am watching it. I'm not that engaged in it. I think it's okay, but I'm I'm not sure if it's going to hold my interest. I'm. 
I'm probably going to give it one more episode. So I've only watched the first two, and if it doesn't really grab me, I might drop it. Mm. It's okay. fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess, I, I like the the characters just feel really genuine, and that it's kind of weird that he puts his hand on her head. I guess, I mean, that's just normal for these types of shows. It's just mm. maybe they, they like that. I just, it, you just met this girl. You just bus. Both, uh, both the main guys, to be honest, make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. So I'm yep. like, mm, I don't really sure I want to watch it. <laughs> All right. I, uh, okay. I had to keep watching until they explained the, the tattoo on his hand. Because I'm like, a Japanese oh, person would never get a tattoo in a place they couldn't hide like that. Like it, it, A tattoo is still so um, stand out in that, in that like society. Like, there's like, there's still a big stigma around tattoos. Putting one on your finger like that is a hell of a statement. I, I need to know the explanation behind it. He seems mm-hmm. very traveled. Like he seems like he goes on trips. I don't know if they explain why he's traveling as much, but just like I think it's mostly because he's really he's really interested in other cultures. Like he speaks really, was like five languages. Give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like he was like, hey, I'm gonna I gotta catch my flag. I'm gonna fly to Malaysia for two days. I'm like, okay, dude. What? We're getting that money as a college student. Whatever. All right. Uh, Jack also says Tomazaki is back. A new phase of navigating social situations now that Tomazaki is more willing to take the reins in the game of life. As a series, the success of each Tomazaki arc depends on how compelling the character in focus is. And initially, this season felt realistic, but more impersonal because it was looking at macro scale effects of bullying on the class as a whole. While the debate over the right course of action was typically nuanced, the story has wisely pivoted towards familiar yet unexplored characters as a subject as its subject and their relationships uh and it's become more interesting i'm looking forward to seeing how everything coheres soon Mm. Uh, the most interesting discourse around tomozaki is that apparently he canonically has a giant dong (laughs) that is interesting I thought it was pretty funny. I don't watch the show. I was like, that that made me kind of interested. I was like, wait, what? Why is that? Why did that even come up? I'm watching the show, but not because Tomazaki has an enormous penis. That's not no. what attracts me to the show. What else um, is there? I, <laughs> I, I quite like this. Um, it, it's a bit like, um, you know, Origairu, um, the my teen comedy is snafu thing, which I found mostly quite boring, but this is more interesting. I like the characters more. And um, this this season, the main topic is about like bullying. It's really uncomfortable, um, but it, that that's sign of a good drama that it it makes you empathise with the characters and really understand the situations that they're in. There's quite a lot of complex interpersonal dynamics, and I think the way that they they navigate it, but also the way that they illuminate and explain it, is fascinating. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying this show. Um, it's definitely not for everyone. Um, it, it's from a sort of an analytical, slightly detached people watching kind of angle. It's yeah, it's very interesting. So it's cool. Hmm. Interesting. All right, well, we got Luigi says. Oh, also agrees. Uh, this arc of Tomazaki is very intense. Actually, Tomazaki is pretty intense going forward and doesn't really stop. Okay, well, that's to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am interested uh, though that you mentioned that has to do with people watching because I always find that stuff interesting. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we didn't get too many of these, uh, but I guess Alistair did mention that Chain Soldier is a harem Ichi anime, but at least it has enough fictional elements to tell a story about vengeance and retribution to keep me going, although I should warn you to watch it with caution if, I'm guessing this is if, you despise explicit scenes between young adults. That's a nice way of putting that. 
Mm. Yeah. So, maybe we should go into what we think is something that we need people to watch. Or we're just so excited that no one's talking about. Pizza, is there anything that you can think of? Bang, Brave, Bravern. You need to watch it. It's so good. Well, it kept, definitely kept me on my... Uh, I don't know. It, it really presses all my buttons in a really fun way. I'm so, very disturbed by where your buttons might be. Real, might be <laughs> I just found it really fun, okay? Let me have this. Mm. But basically, the show pretty much presents itself as like kind of a modern, like a grounded uh, military mecha show where essentially the U.S. and Japanese armed forces are pretty much testing out some like mechs and shit. And then uh, aliens attack. And so both those the Americans and the Japanese tried to fund it off with their their modern mechs. But all conven- those mechs and the conventional weapons don't work on these alien mechs. And so when all hope is lost and when they're about to get obliterated by this one alien laser, straight out of the sky, a freaking super robot jump, like, stops the laser, saves the day, and uh, I love, and that mecha is freaking Bravern. And he is so over the top. It's so goofy. I love it. Like, the distance between the modern military, like, mech stuff, and just this silly super robot stuff where um, Bravern literally plays his own theme song <laughs> while he's getting piloted, and he literally has to call out all of his attacks. It's just so goofy. I love it. And the main kicker about this show is it's incredibly homoerotic for some reason. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's like Move Love, the ultimate shitpost anime. Is what it is. Like literally, the Bravern has a whole um, monologue that is just innuendos about getting piloted. It's so stupid. I love it. And so I said, "Yes, yeah, like I let him come inside me, and then he slid my control stick up and down." Like, oh, right. right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And he's and he's he's saying this to like a, a group of like um, sort of military leaders who are all sitting around a conference table, all going, "Oh my god, just make the robot shut up." Oh. <laughs> It's so funny. Robot. It's it's a a robot. It's a robot. Just that's no one's piloting it. He's just a robot. Yeah, he's basically uh, he's basically he's basically an Autobot, essentially. (laughs) A very horny Autobot. Very horny Autobot. Like the main the main thrust of the second episode was was that uh, Bravern went to fight like some more alien mechs, but. Asami wasn't piloting him, and he wasn't able to finish the job until Asami gets in him, and Asami is the... basically one of the main characters, and, like, his opening monologue is like, I don't want to be a fire jet pilot, nor do I want to be, like, this mech pilot. I want to be a guy, a spandexed hero, and it's like, yeah, I can kind of see where how we got to the homoeroticism from there. (laughs) And then, dude, uh, Doc, did you watch the ED? Of the second yes. episode, yeah, I'm not sure I ever want to see that ever again. Oh, it's just really not not my bag. <laughs> I know I was cackling during it. It's so clearly gay. It's so fu- it's so fun. It's just That's you, the two male, expecting... male characters with the sort of bare, oiled, rippling muscle chest, sort of 
standing before one another and then holding their arms out and then intertwining their fingers with one another. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and oh. I, I sort of screamed pizza while I was watching this. What did you make me watch, you monster? Uh, it was great. But I also find it funny that it's kind of also kind of, well, it's very much ribbing a lot of um, modern elements from the, from like kind of shonen series like i would not be surprised if sasami like formed a harem with like all the girls that were like shown in the opening like there's this white hair like teenage looking like girl and then he has like a cute uh mech uh mechanic and then like her like one of the people on his unit is like this girl who's been given a lot of airtime along with um the duder protagonist which is like this buff american dude who you think is like who kind of looks like your stereotypical like american dude in the first episode but then he's like very serious and then very down to earth in the second episode i absolutely yeah it's just yeah, he, he offers to pilot braven instead of the main character guy he's like i'll pilot you i'll do it and the robot's like oh oh no no i, I just can't i'm sorry it's sort of like lets him down, and it's it's really funny. But it's also I'm not sure I can w- continue watching this show. Fine, I'll keep watching it just for you, Doc. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll maybe give it one more episode. But okay. I, I do I do think the constant innuendo from the robot might get old quite quickly. So I'm 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 hoping that this is just uh, an early thing, just to I don't know, turn off most of the audience from watching it. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I just felt like it kept me on my toes. It was always introducing something fun and interesting in a f- novel way, and it was just over the top. So it was just a ton of fun. I mean, like I, like I, I, I absolutely okay. love how Bravern basically changed the finishing move from episode one to a slightly different name. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna like. Asami's like, let's do the finishing move. And he's like. Yeah, and it's like Braven's like, wait, no, that's wrong. And they he literally changes it to the same thing, except the first letter of slash is a Z. So it's just so stupid. I love it. Mm. Yeah, well, it looks like they're about to introduce a a cute alien girl at the end of the second episode. So I'll maybe stick around to see what she adds to the story. But we'll we'll, we'll see. I I think this could get very old very quickly, um, but perhaps they'll keep it fresh. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's an anime original, so it's going to be fresh no matter what. Yeah. I'm What's so glad mom? you watched it. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Doc. Uh, yeah, I suffer Requiem. for your pleasure. I want to hear from Requiem. I can't I'm saying this. I want to hear from Requiem. What do you, what do you watch that no one's talking about? Well, I have, I have a couple. Um, okay. I'm a little bummed. Yeah, let me do two real quick. I'm a little bummed that nobody else is really talking about Blue Exorcist Season 3. I'm I love Blue Exorcist. I still can't believe it got a third season. Just like I can't believe it got a second season, like seven years late. I think the nature of it taking breaks and like undoing episodes and just not talking about it kind of makes it hard to get invested in that universe again. But it's still good. They only did that between Seasons two, 1 and 2 because they had to undo the anime original ending. Yeah. But... uh it's so good. It's so good again. It's still, I love the character designs. I love the world they built around it. Um, I love uh, that one girl didn't know that Mephistopheles was the dog. I don't know why, how you wouldn't know it by that at this point. I just, I really like that show and I'm really bummed that it, 
like, I know you were watching. I'm watching. People who loved like the first season, second season, are watching it, but it doesn't seem like anybody's picking it up like new, which is sad. But like, I, I encourage people go back, watch Blue Exorcist. You know, stop before the original ending in the first season, and then jump over to two, maybe. But it's really good. Maybe it's just me, but I just have a hard time remembering the relationships between characters because, like, they had the thing between the two girls where it's like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even remember that she didn't like her. Like, it just totally slipped my mind. So, like, the moments where they have something nice together, it doesn't hit as hard because I just it's been when was the last season? I didn't remember. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's like, yeah, those two. She doesn't really get along with anybody, and those two like buttheads. But she saved her life during the whole evil giant mold monster. From yeah. this episode, second, I, I'll admit I had to kind of go back and refresh my memory. What the fuck happened at the end of season two? I remember fighting a giant mold monster, but I didn't remember all the, yep. the details. I remember the brother having some kind of secret stuff going on, but I couldn't remember that either. I guess now he's got like a pact that he, if he betrays them, he's dead. I, I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, the stuff with the like the, the council, and whatever. They're obviously keeping that obscured on purpose. Yeah. It'll come out later when at the, at the most inopportune time for the characters, I'm sure. And we still don't know the motivation behind like the 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 demon guy who can like open up portals to other dimensions. I don't know if that was new or not. Mephisto is that that's okay. Yes, yeah, the guy who runs the place. Yes, yeah, you know he's just a demon who works against demons because it amuses him. He's probably my favorite character just because he just does whatever the fuck he wants. It's the same voice. I, I was trying to figure out if it was a different voice this time. It didn't sound any different to me. Okay. I didn't notice any differences with, with the voices. It still sounds about the same. I guess in my mind, I thought it was the same voice actor as Lelouch, but it's probably not. I thought it was the same guy, but nope. It's probably someone else. Okay. And for new, a new show, I think Doc is watching this too. It's a, the weakest tamer goes on a journey to gather trash. Hmm. No, I'm watching yeah. that as well. It's, I love how they use the Isekai. Like she's like, she's been Isekai, but this character like isn't like she, she, it's not the same person, that she, but she like talks to a voice of her previous life, which I think is a really interesting way to apply it. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're carrying around a voice in your head that was your previous life, but you know it, it's like two people existing at the same time, and it's very slow and very. Um, I, the word I keep using is melancholy because it's like her life kind of sucks, and she doesn't get like a super OP power to fix it immediately, like. So no one comes along to save her, right? Or at least not right away. And she, she's just, you know, struggling to live with her adorable little slime buddy. And I don't know. I just, I find it oddly almost relaxing to watch, which is fucked. Kind of because her situation is kind of desperate. But it, it, I find myself very fascinated by because it it's it's very languid in how it moves along. But like, I like that. But I like that they slowed the pace down the way that a lot of these shows. Or like she didn't like meet a demon king or a dragon and magically get powers or any of that shit that normally would happen. She's just out there. She's been ostracized uh, from her society and she's trying to survive and it's and it's hard, you know. And I just love I just love the the way that they're executing the idea. Uh, I'm a bit mixed on the series, but I have a few things to say. I want to clarify is that this is barely an isekai at all. Like. The main character has, like, memories from a previous life, but they're not really relevant. It's mostly just the character kind of going through their current trials. And I will say it is engaging because it's very methodical and thoughtful, but at the same time, I also think it's kind of slow and boring at times. Like, the main, 
like there was this one scene in episode two where the main character was basically having an existential monologue breakdown next to her pet slime, and the pet slime was making an oo face the entire time. And like, I get it, but also I can barely take this seriously, and I'm also kind of getting put to sleep. So I'm just feeling a ton of mixed emotions with it, but I think it's visually gorgeous. It's very well animated to boot. It's just kind of the actions of the series are kind of dull, and it's not really gripping me so far. Mm. Okay, I was gripped. Also, the, the the scene where she was mad about how they drew her on the the wanted posters. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's okay. What's the name of that one again? The weakest uh, tamer cleans up trash or something like that. It goes on a journey to clean up trash because she has to like she goes to like refuse piles to look for stuff to survive. Yeah. As well. and she's not really cleaning up trash. She's more scavenging, which is more interesting <laughs> to be. And she's foraging essentially. Yeah. I say like it takes it takes its pace very methodically, but it's I find it very engaging. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Doctor Kev, what do you think? Oh, this show? Yeah, whatever you want. How you doing? We have for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go to bed. <laughs> Late night uh, lunch. In terms of the weakest tamer thing, yeah, it's fine. Um, it's it's a nice show. It looks very pretty. I like the cute slime thing. It's not like that exciting, but it's not really meant to be an exciting show. It's about a, a girl in difficult circumstances going on a, on a journey. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm going to keep watching it. It's fine. Um, but in, in terms of shows that I really think everyone should be watching, um, The Dangers in My Heart Season 2. Yes. Uh, which is just, I love this show so much. Um, and the, the, the second, sh- second season looks amazing. It's so shiny and pretty and the Opening sequence is incredible, um, and I love the two main characters and their sort of slowly developing romance. They're they're both um, so sweet. <laughs> it's just they're just adorable. Yeah, adorable is absolutely the right word for it. Uh, There's and a I, scene in that first episode where he says she's just an acquaintance, and then he realizes he she, he heard. I love that whole scene. Yeah. But even even when he messes up, like she doesn't really hold it against him for very long. I mean, she'll make sort of a grumpy looking face, and then he'll apologize, and then it's over and done with. You know, there's there's no um, stupid misunderstandings that last for episodes or entire seasons. They there is progression. They discuss things. They get to know each other better, and it's it's so sweet. I just I I love it to bits. Um. And you have to be watching it. Yeah, I watched, I watched one, and I, I was like, it's all right. But if you're saying it's really, really great, I'll, uh, I'm so dude, it's it's fantastic. It's so, one of the best it, written romances ever. I didn't really like the first couple of episodes because the main character comes across as really edgy and unpleasant. Yes, but he, it, it, it gets so much better, like unbelievably better. Okay, I mean, this this got into my top ten anime for 2023. Um. And it's the second season, if anything, is possibly even better than the first season was. Yeah, right. I ranked it number four for my for the whole year. So yeah, yeah, it's um, really, really good, and probably just about worth paying a subscription to High Dive for, unless you really, really want to watch gushing over magical girls, which I, again I do not recommend. Or Chain Soldier, Chain yeah, Soldier, which I do recommend. That, what is <laughs> High Dive's criteria for what they pick up? Jesus. 
I know, you know, it always yeah, seems yeah. really, really random. It really does. Like, I think they're the ones who did redo a healer, too. So they pick yeah. up really great shit, and then they pick up the worst trash. It's really weird. They also picked up uh, your boy, Kong Ming. Mm-hmm. It's getting a movie, by the way. Woo. It's Wait, just, is uh, the movie just a recap of the it's series? Just a, it's just a recap. There's a live-action yeah, series as well. Okay, I might, I might need to look at the live-action, because that <laughs> might be funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that leaves it to me, and I haven't heard anyone talking about uh, Ishura. I don't know if anyone else is watching it. But well, that's on High Dive. Disney Plus. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I always watch anything, no matter where it is. But anyways, Ishura is pretty cool. The first episode, oh, man. I, I don't know about you guys. When you see like promotional artwork or a trailer for something, and it doesn't show a character, and then you know the show is violent, and then they show a character that's like really good friends with the main character, you're like... You're not gonna stick around, are you? And uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but uh, the show can get kind of violent at times, like like a little gory and everything. But uh, the action sequences are probably the most impressive thing I've seen out of any anime this season. Very well done choreography. Uh, the premise seems to be that people are. I don't know if they're being isekai'd or maybe just the one character is isekai'd and everybody else is just in this world. But they're introducing heroes in a very Souls slash Elden Ring style, where like, oh, these are like tragic heroes, but some of them are just good people. I don't know. I guess it's hard to describe because it seems like all of these heroes are going to converge in like this this battle at some point. But right now, we're just getting the backstories of them, and it's just really interesting world building and great animation that I'm just like probably worth watching. Unless you just can't be uh, if you can't deal with the gore, because sometimes it gets kind of rough. Hmm. But I would recommend it. It's, it's I like it so far. It, it's. I've added it to my watch list on Disney. I'll maybe get around to watching it at some point. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't really know where it's going, but it seems very competent. In this, it, it's weird because the first episode has characters, and then the second episode has totally different characters. So I'm like, oh. the 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 ending of the show is clearly focusing on these characters, but I, again, I don't know where it's going. But as a big Seiyu guy. I notice a lot of my favorite voice actors are in there. So I was like, oh, well, I'm already kind of in just because I'm noticing these voices that are in there. Mm. Uh, yeah. I was thinking maybe we can do a very quick lightning round of our favorite intros of the season. Oh. Okay. So I wanted to specifically point out, even though I think Mashal is just good, I don't think it's great. I think the intro <laughs> is fantastic. It's great. It's, it's creepy nuts. Love. I love creepy nuts, and the animation yeah. is so, it has the deadpan expressions on their face the whole time. And he's like, "Doing, I'm, I'm, you can't see me, but I'm doing the dance." And then, like, just the animation's great. I love the Mashal intro. I just want to point that out. <laughs> it's Mashal's great. You should watch Mashal. Okay, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, <laughs> solid seven seven out of ten, which is above average. Nine and a half out of ten. Okay, damn. Uh, any OPs you guys are really vibing with? Oh, One Piece, by the way, fantastic, but we're not going to talk about One Piece anymore. Mm. I already mentioned Dangers in My Heart. That's great. Yes. Uh, I really like the OP for uh, Unwanted Undead Adventurer. Oh, yeah. That's another series that was really good. It's got kind of like a... Talk about. You got like a, kind of like a techno thing going on, but I really like it. Mm-hmm. I'd say the, the opening to Solo Loving is actually really good. It's Toronto, very... baby. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Almost what? like he's almost too badass in the intro. <laughs> like, come on, dude, you're not that cool. Yes. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. 
I'd say I think the one way to use healing magic also has a pretty good opening as well. Mm-hmm. Delicious in Dungeon has a bump of chicken. Yeah, that's yeah. also really, really yeah. good. Uh, Somewhat yeah. ironically. I really like the EV okay. for Buchigiri. It's really cute. I've not watched that one. Yeah, it's might be too homoerotic for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trying to learn more about pizza's taste. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I watched it just because Gugsy wanted me wanted somebody else to watch it, and I watched it. It was pretty good, though. The, the OPU for the second season of Apothecary Diaries is really good. It's just, it's not as good as the first season. No, it was fantastic. Yeah. But it's still quite good. Yeah. The new ending to Freerin, it uses, I think, a second verse of the same song, but it uses, I don't know if that's just live action or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stop, stop motion. motion. Yeah, yeah stop, stop motion, motion or claymation. CG. See, if it's, it's CG made to look like it, or if it actually is stop motion? I'm nah, sure. that feels like, clay, like legit claymation to me. Mm. And it looks like remarkable, it. actually. It is awesome. Everything about that show is awesome. Yep. It's probably going to be my all-time top ten, I think, when it's all said and done. Mm, possibly, yeah. Uh, oh, well, speaking of uh, stop motion, Shadow... Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. Because we lost... Meant- we, he mentions Shaft, the one thing that we should not mention, and now he, yeah. he's paying the price. He's now bringing his head in another dimension. His neck is in a weird angle. Were you we saying? didn't catch any of that. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, we can hear you now. Start over. Uh, no, I just said shout out to, to Luigi's favorite new show, Pokemon Concierge. Oh. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's cute and everything, but it, the way it looks, just I love stop motion. I think it looks amazing, so... It's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. Like you ever watch? Like I remember watching like a, a back behind the scenes documentary on um, Kubo and the and the two two strings, and it's just okay. like, have you ever seen that? It's a it's a great movie. But the, the behind the scenes on how they shot it, it's just like, oh my god, this is <laughs> this would drive me insane. It's like you move the things like an inch, and then you take it in your picture, and then you move the things inch and then in your picture. I'm like, holy shit, this must. Like the mental like, like fortitude it takes to shoot one of those is exhausting. You should watch the stop motion Rilakkuma and Kauru on Netflix, which is just delightful. It's I have thing. heard that's good, yeah. Yeah, I really, really like it. It's there's so one good. um there's one classic that you guys may not have heard of. Uh, it's called Gumby. No? Oh dude, I out. used to watch I used to watch so much Gumby when I was a kid. Are you kidding? I love Gumby. What is a Gumby? Are you are you serious? Hey, man. I don't know what that is. Oh, is it not? What? You guys, you're more familiar with Wallace and Gromit, I bet. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like Gumby, the little, little green dude, has a little red horse for a friend. Gumby he has Pokey. that classic catchphrase, I'm Gumby, damn it. I'll have to yeah. look this up. That's Does it suck my gumbo? G-U-M-B-Y? Why? Yeah. Are you sure? I, did that never come to the UK? Like, that shit was all over TV back in the wow. 60s and 70s in the United I, States. I'm just looking this up now. I have never seen this thing in my life. You should watch it, man. It's It's pretty great. It, it looks kind of gross, but okay. It's That's weird. not gross. Gumby was great. Weird, weird misshapen green guy. Well, I mean, it was claymation back. Like you have to remember, it was made in like the '60s, so their their technology was a lot more limited. So they yeah, had to use really technology. simple shapes. Yeah. Okay. You should watch it though. Like seriously, it's great. I love Gumby. Okay. Today I learned that Gumby did not penetrate the UK. Not in any meaningful way. <laughs> 
All right. That sounds like enough anime for one week. Uh, uh, if if we didn't mention it, don't watch it. No, there's actually other shows that were pretty good we didn't get to. Yeah, there's a lot of good shows this season. There's a ton of stuff that I didn't, like I said, I didn't expect to like, but I really do. Like, I'm, There's way more good shows than I expect. Yeah, you should watch Bang Brave Bravern already. Ref. Don't watch that. Don't watch yeah. it. <laughs> Did we do our number one uh, most anticipated picks last time? Maybe we should just give our number one pick of the season before we go. Sure. At this Ooh. moment, it's hard. It's tough. Yeah, uh, no, it's a tough one. I mean, I real, I it might for me, Delicious in Dungeon, Metallic Rouge might be in the two that I would say the must watch. And One Piece. <laughs> one Piece doesn't count. The new arc accounts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say Delicious in Dungeon is my go-to show every week. Even though I watched the first three episodes right before this podcast. <laughs> Did it. Mm. Mm, I say... you, Doc? Yeah, are you looking ahead, forward Doc. to are you looking forward to the next episode of Bra- Bang Brave Braverne? I'll I will steal myself for it. <laughs> I think looking <laughs> forward might be a bit too strong. Yeah. <laughs> write an article well, for it then. Yes, well, please. Maybe. Um no the ones I'm I'm like the uh, this Freyrin is, is just fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. and Apothecary Diaries and the dangers in my heart. Um and the the, the sort of newer thing. I, I I really like the seventh time loop one. That's mm-hmm. really good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I also will mention the Unwanted Undead Adventure as a pretty good show this season. It's not like blowing. You... Well, it's not like super great, but it's very solid. I'd say that. Mm-hmm. Very good character writing, and I like the low key vibes of it as well. Okay. Rec, what about you? Uh, of, not not counting like continuing stuff like Freya, which obviously great. I would say Metallic Rouge. Uh, I, I can't wait to see more of every weekend and uh, probably uh, Chain Soldier just because I, I'm so endlessly amused by it. Yeah, he needs his footish and his fetish anime every week. Don't judge me. I will judge you. We know by now. It's okay. We just smile <laughs> and nod. Hey, yeah. Shout out to Hokkaido Girls Are Adorable, uh, by the way, because it's <laughs> the show's actually really fun too. Oh, yeah, and shout out to Time for Torture Princess. That's better than I thought it would be. It doesn't sound good. It's food porn half the time. and I'm not, We're done. That's enough. No. You have to watch that one. It's okay. Uh, thanks, guys, for talking to anime with me. Um, we'll be back next time with more impressions. But for now, I've been Hyper Mink. Thank you, Dr. Kev, Requiem, and That's My Pizza. Uh, I don't have a singer. So, goodbye. Watch Bye-bye. Brave. Dang, Brave. Bravern. Watch just watch Curly Gone again. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Hey. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. And, re- and remember, if you're Scottish, you probably don't know about Gumby. <laughs> and you're old. <laughs> He's old. Crew How the fuck do you not know about Gumby? I, I just it blows my mind that like Gumby was such a cultural touchstone.